The Rick Jensen Show. Rick Jensen Show. On 1017 FM, 1150 AM, WDEL. And streaming to your smart speaker and mobile device. At WDEL.com. So here we are, screaming towards the end of this legislative session, being inundated with some bills that we didn't even know were going to happen. And one is House Bill number 230. What's the problem with this one? When you read this, and I really, really encourage you to take some time this week, this weekend, uh, to read this. Actually, not even this weekend, because you need to be calling your lawmakers today and tomorrow. Big time. Need to call them. This does look like it would allow a child, 10, 12, 14 years old, to either be in Delaware or come to Delaware, declare that either they're abandoned and have an emergency oversight by a judge, or to say, oh, I'm the victim of abuse, and I'm in an abusive household, so you have an emergency decision from a judge saying, yes, uh, we're going to put you into this, uh, this home and protect you while we figure this thing out, and the child says, well, I'm being abused because I want to have genital r- removal surgery, gender affirmative care, if you want to call it that, but with so many of these young people coming back in their 20s and saying, oh my God, I can't believe I was encouraged to do this when I was a teenager or 12 years old. 12 years old, and now they're 22, 24, 25 years old with extraordinary regrets, and they can never get their genitalia or their breasts back. So the question is, will this piece of legislation allow children to do this in Delaware without one or either of the parents either knowing or if they do know, being able to do anything about it. Now, I want you to know I've reached out to the key sponsor of this bill as well of the Delaware State House Majority Leader, Representative Valerie Longhurst. I invited to be on the program to talk about this. They have not responded. One person who did respond is Nicole Tice and uh, has been with the uh, Delaware Family Policy Council yes. uh, as a founder, as a matter of fact, a couple other organizations. So thanks for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting us to come on to talk about it. So I've been, I've been reading this piece of legislation, and it comes down to a couple things that I've seen in the bill. And I'm going to start off with, with the, these points, and then I just want my audience to hear what you think about this and what you would like to bring to the conversation, okay? Okay, super. Thank you. Thank you. So you go to page three of four of the bill, and I ask everybody, unless you're driving, <laughs> consult your homework right now. Uh, go online to uh, just Delaware.gov, look for House Bill 230, print it out, look at it, talk about it with your friends. So it says here, a court of the state, Delaware, has temporary emergency jurisdiction if the child is present in the state and any one of the following apply. One, the child has been abandoned. So a kid can go to court and say, I've been abandoned. The parents can say, no, 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 they haven't been abandoned. And the court says, well, we're gonna have to work this out. And the child says, by the way, I've been abandoned. They hate me because I wanna get this irreversible surgery. They won't let me. Um, That one could end up going against the child and back to the parents. That's my take on this pretty readily. Number two, 
or it's necessary in an emergency to protect the child because the child or sibling or parent of the child is subjected to or threatened with mistreatment or abuse. I'm being mistreated, I'm being abused, I need to have the surgery, it's so psychologically important to me, I must have my genitals removed, I must have my breasts removed, I know I'm only 12 years old, but I'm in an abusive situation, and it seems to me like a child could probably actually achieve that one. Um, number three, the child's parent has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care for the child. And I'm just talking about the surgery. I mean, I know there's a debate about uh, hormone uh, and puberty blockers. No one's saying the child shouldn't get counseling. But I just want to focus on surgery here because that is which, that that's the part that's irreversible and damaging lives. Um, so for the purposes of this paragraph, gender-affirming care means as defined, they have the, all those definitions. So um, it seems to me like only number two is one that perhaps a child could get away with while they're under the emergency care of a judge here. Where am I wrong? Well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. Yeah. You've been doing this for a while, for years, right? And you've been looking at this legislation over and over. You, you know what it's like when we come into the end of session. Yeah. So you've got the experience. You're reading this. You're absolutely right. I think it might be just a little bit worse, actually. Okay. Because, um, and again, let me just, before we get into this bill, and, and we don't want to confuse parents, you know, you're doing everyday life. This is a lot. There's a URL that I want to direct you to. It's DelawareFamilies.org forward slash help not harm. So if you can remember that, we've, we've listed it all out there and all the resources that you need to get help, to understand the issue, to, you, you made reference to some of the people in their 20s now yeah. that are coming out by the hundreds going, don't do this, hear our voice, don't do this. Yeah. So we put all of those great links uh, on that resource page and how to take action and pulling apart the bill, uh, we assess it, and then at the very bottom are all the links that parents need. So I want to make sure everybody goes to DelawareFamilies.org forward slash help not harm. Now about the bill and a link to the bill is there. But if you go to the first page of this bill, okay, okay, what I think what's really important is to understand the terms. You can't assume that the uh, definition that you and I have of abandonment is the same as what's written in state law. Okay. okay. So you have to understand the terms. So real important, I would say in lines five through 12, to understand what the state is saying. So it's all underlined. So these are additions to this bill. Mm -hmm. And this bill is about, uh, this is the abortion bill. Okay, this is abortion legislation, abortion law. Right, so they've taken the abortion law, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, and um, added to this. That's right. Yeah. Because in the abortion law, there's no accountability for the doctors. Parents don't have to give consent. So they just attached it onto this one. So in lines five through 12, it says here, Gender-affirming health care means medically necessary health care or mental health care that respects the gender identity of the patient as experienced and defined by the patient. And that may include any of the following. Now, you mentioned surgery, but there are three other steps to this. Interventions to suppress the development of the secondary sex characteristics, interventions to align the patient's appearance or physical body, with the patient's gender identity. So that's, that that's, surgery. Pu that's puberty blockers and surgery right there. So you have puberty blockers and then you've got cross-sex hormones, right? 
interventions to alleviate the patient's symptoms of clinically significant distress resulting from gender dysphoria, as defined in the current version of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Right. And then you've got developmentally appropriate exploration and integration of the patient's gender identity, reduction of the patient's distress, adaptive coping, and strategies to increase family acceptance of the patient's gender and identity. In other words, mom, you better get your mind right. That, don't, I mean, that's, don't that's use the, the wrong pronouns. That's the, yeah, but yeah. that's the government saying uh, parental units. That's right. It's time to get your mind right, and the government's going to help you get your mind right on this. You're exactly right. Yes. So that's an expansive, that's broad really definition. That's really scary. It, it, is. it is. Now, when you apply that definition back to the third page that you started on, mm-hmm. and on line 77 where it talks about, or 71, it talks about temporary emergency jurisdiction. Right. Where the state can come in and remove this child. There's no age listed here. None it's, at all. It's, it could be eight it's years child. old. That's right. Yeah. Exactly right. So... If the parent is seen as unsupportive to this child wanting, you know, to saying, I'm now of the opposite gender, you know, if a parent is not so, appears to be supportive of that or they want to go a different route, whatever, the right. state can come in with and take emergency jurisdiction. That's the way I read this. Now, and it's fair enough. If you just tuned in, it's Nicole Tice with the Delaware Family Policy Council. We're talking about this bill that's been dropped just this week at the end of session here in Delaware mm-hmm. that would appear to do all these things that you say uh, it can do. And I don't disagree. Like I said, I've invited the key sponsor as well as the... Uh, House Majority Leader, both Democrats, and the House Majority Leader, Valerie Longhurst, is on this bill as a sponsor, along with Representative Neal. They have not yet um, responded. Now, yesterday, I there was a committee hearing. I have not gone online to see uh, what the result was of that. Have you uh, taken an opportunity to take a look at the committee hearing? For this. this? For this. I'd, I'd know. I know. Because I was going through committees and committee hearings, and mm-hmm. it looked like there was one on the docket. I don't think it made it to the hearing. Good. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. It, it's uh, and and uh, again, you know, I'll take a look for that probably uh, during the break, because last year there was the notorious House Bill 400. I mean, people even remember the number of that damn bill. I just say it that way, because it would have made it illegal for any parent to find out from the insurance company why they hit their seven thousand dollar deductible if the reason was either A, an abortion that their their 12 or 14-year-old girl had, or that uh, because they had gender-affirming irreversible surgery yeah. on their genitalia yeah. or their breasts or, or, or whatever. It would, made it, it would have made it illegal for the insurance company to tell the policy holder, even if it's you, mom and or dad, and you have an insurance policy through work. That's right. It would be illegal for them to tell you why you already hit your deductible or, or you know, uh, who used that policy, if indeed the policy was used yeah. for any of those uh, particular uses. Yeah, the hearing on that was yeah. extraordinary. I mean, they were sitting there saying it's perfectly fine if parents don't know what kind of care these kids are getting. It's none of their business. Parents... Who, was, who was saying that? Well, I would encourage people to go back and listen to that the hearing. The same people, like... The same, we, I would we say have, some we, of the we, same sponsors of this yeah, bill. I mean, you know, sir, uh, Deshaun Neal would probably be... I wouldn't be surprised if it was Valerie Longhurst, uh, Eric Morrison, uh, Paul Bombach, Paul uh, Sarah McBride, you know, and, and Bombach, of course, you know, very, very uh, liberal on, on all these issues as well. 
So, yeah, absolutely. So, so it seems to me, Nicole, that there there's a reason why it's illegal in Delaware for anybody to get a tongue split. Well, that's your own body. Why shouldn't you be able to get a tongue split? You can't even uh, go to a tanning salon if you're 14 through 16 years old without a parent's permission. Right. So why would they allow a 10 or 12-year-old to go and have... Uh, their penis and testicles removed forever and ever, amen, to have someone's breasts removed forever mm -hmm. and ever, uh, amen, if they're 8, 10, or 12 years old. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense at all. And parents have got to be aware of what's happening. It's being driven by an ideology. Um, and we're just urging parents well, to What's be the ideology? Well, it's that however you feel, mm -hmm. there really is no truth. Reality is uh, a truth. Whatever you perceive to be truth is that's what it is. Uh, however you feel, however you want to identify, that is your truth, and you can live that out. Uh, I just want to go back though. You keep you're talking about surgeries, and, yes. and and these are the kind of phone calls we get that are so heartbreaking. And these are young children being introduced to this idea early on, and it's all throughout the school system that they can be whatever gender that they want. They get this idea cemented in their minds. They uh, want to socially transition. They can do all of this through the school system, and parents have no idea what's happening. Parents don't even need to be informed. So we have cases right now that are happening across the country of parents that are suing school districts because this information was kept from them. Again, I want to direct everybody to DelawareFamilies.org forward slash help not harm. All of the links that people need to be educated about this, what's happening in our school systems, and what to do about it are listed there. Go to the bottom of the page. It's very informative, and we're going to keep adding information there. But when these kids get the idea that they want to do this, they are recommended by the medical establishment to pause their puberty. Now, the, the drugs that they put them on, the puberty blockers, are not tested, long-term tested, uh -huh. right? Um, and so... All sorts of things can happen. It stunts the growth of the genitalia forever, right? They don't just pick up where they left off. It has long-term effects. There are other side effects like sterilization. Um, and then once they stop the, uh, they stop the puberty blockers, they go to the cross-sex hormones. And that's where we get into all the possible side effects. Like we call it chemical castration, um, permanent changes to the voice, Increased risk of cardiovascular problems and osteoporosis. That's a big one. Well, that's and, and that's what I've read. I mean, because there are no real longitudinal studies on this, it hasn't that's been done right. long. What that's we're right. seeing is from the Scandinavian countries like Sweden. We're seeing from the United Kingdom uh, studies and and short term. Yes, they've uh, they, they've determined some of these things like uh, osteoporosis. But here's the thing: they've stopped it. How, how many? And they did stop it because of that. But how many twelve year old kids? who are going through this horrible dysphoria, and, and I believe that the vast majority of them truly do believe that they're in the wrong body. I, it, it's a dysphoria, and uh, I don't think they're just pretending. So the ones, and, and anecdotally, uh, the two guys that I know now who went through this thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely a girl, thank God they didn't get surgery. They, in the, around the age of 24 or so, each one of them said, yeah, that was a phase. Well, could you imagine actually having this irreversible surgery right. and going through that? Now, the other thing, too, is apparently this has actually worked out for some people. And good. I, I'm glad for that. But what about all these kids 
and, and the horror that they're going to go through when they're in their right. 20s and 30s and they realize right. this is the worst thing. So it just seems to me the rational conversation is no one's saying you can't get counseling. No one's saying that at all. Puberty blockers, that's got to be an adult debate. It really does as more and more information is learned because, again, no 8-year-old or 10-year-old is thinking about bone density loss when they're in their 60s. They don't know. Because of this. Right. right. They don't, but they're not, they don't consider that. They're right. thinking about right now, right now, right now. Uh, but when it comes to the surgery, I think that's one where societally we yes. should say no, yes. no. I mean, parents are not allowed to do a lot of things to their kids. You're not allowed to do anything and everything you want to do with your kid. You're not allowed to drive a car when they're 14 mm -hmm, years old. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me logically that this also, having this kind of irreversible surgery, should be something that society should say, no, wait till you're 18 mm -hmm. years old. And even at 18, consider this, Nicole. We have Democrats who passed a bill saying that we should have no life sentences for any minor no matter how heinous the crime, because their frontal lobes are not formed until they're in their mid-20s, 22, 24 years old or so, and they can't make decisions. Very good point. It's the same party that's saying, let's allow kids to get body parts lopped off without the parents knowing, saying that they can't make decisions properly until they're 24 exactly years old. Right. And to, to me, this seems just really incredible. It seems yeah. ludicrous on many levels. It is. I mean, it makes children lifelong pharmaceutical users their entire lives once wow. they're set on this journey. Yeah. And it's very different between adults and children. When adults make these kinds of decisions, you know, and they can weigh it out, weigh out all the costs, weigh out. If you're an adult, make your mistake, fine. But, you know, can we really allow these kids to, to have these mistakes made upon them? Yeah. And you know what? This bill does not allow children who have been harmed by this to be able to sue for malpractice. There are active lawsuits right now in other states, and this law specifically says, no, you get this done in Delaware. Not only do we want Delaware to be a sanctuary state for this, but if anyone screws up, and of course all of this is experimental, yeah. then there's no recourse whatsoever for parents. There's no accountability. So you're lobbying against this. Mm -hmm. What are you hearing from, from Democrats? Well, first of all, they pulled back on this once it was introduced. And uh, what our focus is, and how it, our focus has always been this, Rick, is to make sure everyday Delawareans know what's happening in the state house. That's where we have been focusing our efforts. We want people to understand who's representing them, what's happening, and to make their voice heard. We cannot underscore that enough. We need folks up here in Newcastle County. I mean, the six sponsors of this legislation are all from Newcastle County. So to those listening and listening to how ludicrous and crazy this is, as you highlighted, we need them to get informed and to spread the word and help other parents know what's happening so that they can take action. If everyone does that, you know, and gets in and talks to the sure. representative. But, the, but they have to be involved. They have and to be as involved. And as I've said, you no know, sidelining, you know, save the kids, vote better. Save the kids, vote better. Well said. Delaware Families. Policy dot, Council. Yep. It does, right? Delaware Family Policy Council. Right. Yep. DelawareFamilies.org forward slash help not harm. Nice. Okay. So, Nicole Tice, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's now, great seeing you again. And, and before you go, is there anything we, we didn't talk about this bill, anything at all uh, that you think needs to be highlighted? 
I mean, I was looking at just the strategies to increase family's acceptance of the patient's gender identity, that the government should get in there and get mom and dad's mind right, that the government should... Uh, I think you're reading that correctly. That that That's very concerning. I think well, you're interpreting that. This yeah. is why I really hope that uh, Deshaun Neal uh, and Valerie Longhurst, I mean, Valerie Longhurst is an extraordinarily powerful individual here in the state of Delaware. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she is uh, the majority leader in the state house. So I would love to have yeah. her on and, and say, you know, tell us why this, is, this isn't a yeah. concern. And this bill just passed in California. Oh, my God. Right? And really? so, yes, it's radical. It is. And, and you will hear... Uh, testimony of, you know, just people like who you mentioned saying, well, this makes children whole. You know, this is what they need to feel whole. And we're saying those are very legitimate issues, deep issues that uh, these poor children are facing. But this is not the solution. And you even mentioned yourself, 80 to 95 percent, if left uh, if left alone, right. right, get the counseling that they need for the underlying issues. And they realize, okay, it was a horrible phase I was going through. And they will align yeah. with their biology. They will. And here's another tragedy as well. Because it's been going on longer, like in Scandinavian countries, Sweden, for example, uh, not only John Johns Hopkins, but in Sweden, uh, they did a fairly longitudinal study of those who've gone through transition and found that the suicide rate is much greater amongst those who've had the surgeries than those who haven't. Now, it's also, um, I think it's horrible and, and something that should guide us to being loving and, and understanding of people who are going through this, yes. that the suicide rates of people who are going through this dysphoria, dysphoria are much, much higher than everybody else. Yes. But then again, the suicide rates of those who've gone through the surgery is much higher than even them. Exactly. So I they're know. not getting the help for the underlying issues. There you go. All so right. encourage people to go to DelawareFamilies.org forward slash health not harm. Look at the links there. Follow the stories of the detransitioners. Hear what they're saying. Hear their voices. And let's learn. And by all means, let's stop this together. Nicole Tice, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.